It's the Zaya Show. Hey Zay fam, thank you so much for tuning in into this episode. Before we get back into the topics, be sure to comment, rate, and review on your favorite streaming platform and also follow The Zaya Show on Instagram at the underscore Zaya underscore show. Back to the episode. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Zaya Show. Today, I am here with our special guest, JJ, and he is the host of the This Is Life podcast. You can stream it everywhere. It's really amazing. Check it out, and we'll have his Instagram and all social media links down below. JJ, welcome to the Zaya Show. Thank you, Zaya. Thank you for having me. And just to clarify, this, everybody, is a season finale. This is not the full finale, so I will be back (laughs) soon. But this is the season finale of season four. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening and, you know, tuning in for the last special episode. So you ready to get into the topics? So today we are talking about being Black in America. And of course, I am Black and JJ, you're Black. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) So I want to ask you the first question is, how do you feel about being a Black man in the United States in this current time? Well, um, first off, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of piggyback and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love, I love being black. Um, but now, like you said, in current times, it's, 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 it's scary, man. Um, you know, because you feel like now there's targets on our back, especially yeah. with police officers in the sense where when you get pulled over, like, and I was just, telling this to a coworker the other day when you, you know, when you get pulled over, you know, it's not so much now of show me a license registration. Now you have to be looking around to make sure they're not going to try to pull you out the car. You're going to have to be chased down or any of that type of stuff. It's, it's like I said, man, it's, 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 it's scary, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I really hope, you know, things do change because, you know, we can't keep losing our black people. I'm sorry. We can't. (laughs) Like, I totally agree with you on that statement. And also being a young man, like I'm 21. So, you know, my 30 worries. Yeah. And my give y'all audience an idea. And, you know, like there's no difference between the age bracket of being black, especially as a black man. Cause you know, like 21, I still worried about like getting pulled over. I go to speed limit. I might go under the speed limit a little, like five underneath. <laughs> but it really is sad, like at this time, and as well being a college student, it's more like I gotta watch out for my back because it's like, oh, you're young, you're black, so you know, like if any crime happens, and I'm just there at the wrong place, wrong time, already get it soon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it doesn't matter if you're light skin or dark skin; it's gonna hit you all the same. So the color is <laughs> don't <Absolutely>. be fooled. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a teacher, right? So like do you teach middle school, high school, or elementary? I teach elementary. Okay. So as an elementary teacher, especially as a black elementary teacher, thank you first of all, because we definitely don't have a lot of representation in the education system as black people. How do you feel like being like probably the only few within the organiz like in the school as a African American uh teacher? especially male teacher, to be exact. We stand out. <laughs> you know, we stand <laughs> out 
because you know, but I'm I'm gonna say it's a positive thing. Yeah, I remember I remember I remember a long time ago, people would tell me, you know, we need more, we need more brothers, we need more male, especially black figures in the school system, you know. And it, it it's true because, you know, people people look at us different and not in a bad way. You know, they look at us as as fearing because you know, right. to see us, like I said, to see us in that type of position of power, it's a it's a mm-hmm. good thing. And you know, surprisingly, kids respect us. You know, they 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 sometimes they fear us, sometimes they don't. Right. But all around, all around, it's a good thing, man. And and you know, I like I said, never in my wildest dreams saw myself in that position. But here I am, and just like any other thing in life, you know, we have our good days, we have our bad days, but you know, we, we gotta, we gotta stand tall and and, and keep, you know, looking forward, you know, and and, and that's, that's what I think about it. And like I said, I feel we should have more in the classrooms, you know, because like, 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 like I, I, I always think about, you know, some people don't have, you know, father figures in their lives. So they look at us as father figures. I agree, especially being like I had a few uh black uh male teachers, but I had like some like I went to a white school, I went to a black school, all of them was very different. Like when I went to the oh, white yeah. school, I guaranteed you, I felt like the outsider, one hundred percent. It was me and two other black guys, and we were just a trio, like in the BT shows. <laughs> but when I went to a black school, it's like, oh, I have a teacher that looks like me. And that wishing me to do well, like not saying that white teachers don't wish black students not to do well. They wish us, but it's something different. But hearing it from a person that looks just like you, you get what I'm saying? And actually believing in it, you know, so especially in the education system, I definitely feel like we need more black, especially men in the teachers in this like world. However, that's not for me, even though I taught like I did summer camps, I did, you know, assistant directing for you know, a theater show. So I had the experience of teaching, especially younger kids and, you know, unfortunately poverty uh, areas within our theater department. But I'm more business and I feel like as me, like with my abilities, I can actually go and sit at the table and voice my opinions for my people versus, you know, like just, that's just for me because I am a talker. I love to influence and give both sides. So if that means I got to stand out and work a little harder just to give my people more respect, that's what I got to do. Get what I'm saying? Especially yeah, in marketing. Because you don't want the stereotype to continue. And if you have more people of diversity within those waves, you will see actual process, progress. So that's how I feel about just education in general. Now, when you was a kid, I know like <laughs> we feel pressure to choose like the doctor, be like after you study like Black history, you feel like you have to be the doctor the lawyer, the president, the da-da-da-da-da. Did you ever feel that pressure as a young teenager and kid and college student? What, to become like a, you said like a doctor or something? Yeah, like to, like, because I know like, especially in our families, like they'll push us to do something extraordinary, to make a difference in the world. And it's like, you got to do this because if you do teaching, you know, you're not going to make a big difference. You get what I'm saying? You so, know, honestly, honestly, Zaya, I'm going to say no. Um, You know, for one, um. Right. My mom, my mom was, you know, the highest one in the family and still the highest one with the degree. She has her master's. Really? 
And then after her is me, I have my bachelor's and then everybody else in my family kind of did their own things. Like, you know, we, we, we yeah. literally that old school, you know, family that, that African-American family where college back in the days wasn't a thing, but we, we survived, you know, my, my uncles and everything, they worked county jobs and everything like that. So college yeah. wasn't, as, you know, college wasn't as big. Um, so really like my mom at the time, she was just pushing me to go, you know what I mean? Right. Like she kind of just basically was like, all right, you know, find something that you may want to like to study and run with it. But like mm -hmm. you said, as far as like her pushing me to do like one specific thing, no, she really did it. Not at all. That's, yeah. Because I get that. Like a lot, like, especially my age, we feel pressure to do something like, you know, like be the nurse, do this, do that, yada, 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 especially with black lives matter happening, like still in this current times. For me, like my family uh, is very education uh, based, like they push education. They don't push you like the career they want you to go into. Because at first I wanted to do uh, politics. They pushed it. It was like, I bet. So you got to go to this. You got to do that. You got to do that. Like, th like there's not one person that didn't go to college. So like, I know one of my younger siblings want to not go to college. And that's making like a shift in our family. But like they push us. To like, if they see like a certain ability, they'd be like, okay, I think you should go into this realm. Now, are they always right? No, because they told me go into medicine. Now I can't go into medicine, okay? Because I will mess you up real bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, it's different family dynamics. And, you know, I get that. A lot of people probably think we all the same, act everybody act the same, got the black mama that complains, yada, yada, yada. And we're not the same, especially with our generations being like so different. Even though we're like act like you know like we probably listen to somewhat the same music, but it's we're never the same. So that's why I want the audience again. We're not the same people, okay? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Speaking of not the same, <laughs> let's talk <laughs> about uh, relationships with uh, people that are not black. Do you feel like your relationships with uh, certain races like have to keep like a certain boundary because of you being black? Like with certain people, I don't think so. You know, I, I mean, look, you know, at, yeah. the end, at the at the end of the day, you know, we all bleed, we all bleed red. You know, I've never looked at color in that sense. Um, right. It's funny because now where I grew up, I grew up in a typical African American community. Okay, now, yeah, with my mom being a teacher she did not teach in our neighborhood. She taught maybe about 30, 35 minutes away. So what she did, she was like, well, I'm just going to put you in schools near me. So my right. elementary school was the same one that she taught at. I was in mixed. Uh, I, I want to be politically correct. I was with different mm -hmm. backgrounds, nationalities, middle high school, same thing. So I'm going right. to be honest. I didn't really, grow up a, a lot uh, I didn't really grow up around a lot of black kids now the only time I really interacted with a lot of black kids was mm -hmm. on like the weekends and stuff when I'd be playing around with different people you know around the neighborhood yeah you know what I mean but as far as that like school wise I was with so many different races and nationalities right you know so I just kind of saw everybody 
different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I never said, well, hey, you're, you're, you're Cuban, <laughs> you're Dominican. No, I just saw everybody <laughs> no, the same, okay. man. You know, I yeah. Agree. If you yeah, were cool with me, if you were I'm cool with me, ex- exactly, exactly. Yes, because I felt like I went to different schools, like, throughout my whole life. Like, I went to, uh, like, middle, like elementary, I went to, like, an all-black, like, literally, like, mostly African-American based school and then had to go into automatic mainly white uh school and it was very different because it was like I like it was like black was a minority like we always a minority but in this case it was like (laughs) only two other people (laughs) in my class and I'm like okay this is what we doing all right and it's like they had their own perspective of how we gonna act and how we gonna be so I had a different experience with that and having to prove myself and having to like stand up for what wasn't right at that time I remember one of my friends that were black was getting bullied because he wasn't like, I don't remember. It was like something real stupid. And I had his back and that was during the Obama administration times. And okay. I'm in Lu- okay. and I'm in Louisiana giving people the details. So, I mean, it was kind of different because I wasn't open to that, but I knew what wasn't right and what was right, if that makes sense. And my yeah. mom taught me and my family taught me to love everybody the same. Nobody's different from you. We all believe the same, you know. But like when someone's doing something that's not right, stand up for them, especially if they're your brother and sister of color. Okay, because I will stand right. up for you. Pull up, record everything. Don't think I won't record. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I will have your back and make it into a podcast episode for people to hear, so we can all advocate for you. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's what it's about. Yeah, and speaking of advocating for others. How did you feel like recently, like especially within the last few years, like it feels like, you know, like this happening on stuff with uh, unfortunate black lives getting killed in police brutality? Like, how do you feel of the climate of that where it's like a hashtag, we support, we try to push it and then it's kind of like disappears for a minute and then it's like behind the scenes and then it slowly repeats itself over and over again, just with different uh, lives. Okay, so I want to be, I want to be politically correct about it. Okay, yeah. Everybody will come back to the defense about all lives matter. Okay, right. This is this is how I see it, and this is how everyone should see it. Okay. We're not saying that all lives don't. Of course, everybody matters, but yeah, agree. You got we people. People have to put people have to put the emphasis on the fact that look at who were mostly targeted blacks Come on. we were the ones that mostly targeted and 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 people and I don't understand why people were getting so defensive about it you not you're not seeing nothing but blacks being mistreated being shot gunned down so right. that's what the whole thing is about black lives matter we're telling you that our lives matter because of what's been going down people got right. people have it people have it twisted to where they're like oh you're not you're missing the point it's all it's it's not about all lives we're focusing right now on black lives because black lives are the ones that are being targeted right now black lives are the ones that are being lost right now you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I so agree with it, you 100%. So, so, so that's why I'm like, you know, society society has to get out of that mindset and they have to look at the bigger picture. It's like this, Zaya. Yeah. 
if you're not black, you don't understand. That's how I got to really say You really don't. You really don't. don't. Understand. You don't understand. And, and this is why I don't got no other person doing it, okay, with this episode. Cause I want to do this episode for a long time, people. And I just didn't have the right type of people that would be ideal best for this type of topic. You get what I'm saying? Cause I don't want to just have anybody come on, especially a white person, and you know I get called out. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't got time for it. But, you know, like maybe we'll talk about it a different time with a different race and maybe that'll be a whole thing. But I do feel like people, like especially during 2020 when everybody was in quarantine and when people would be like, because uh, I remember I said Black Lives Matter and I posted something and I said it how I said it. I had that right. Freedom of speech, amendment number one, okay? So <laughs> I said like, you know, Black Lives Matter, I voiced my opinion about George Floyd and all the unfortunate lives that were killed, like even before him, that didn't get the spotlight. And some of my uh, Palm friends, if you got, if you know the Palm, white uh white friends was like isaiah like i get i get it but i don't understand like why you so aggressive with it and i'm like i'm not being aggressive with it like i be i'm not being aggressive with you i'm being aggressive with the topic because huh. that what angers me because it happened for so many years and it's yeah. so unfortunate that lives are getting killed like i did a whole show about police brutality and it was called our skate pavement and i played martel a young guy that was just walking home with his dad, got hands up, you know, and then I got killed. My character got killed. And doing research for that show, even like before, like I knew the experience, but like doing more research and hearing like literally like they were just walking and it happened. Like that is very eerie and scary to me. Even like I'm walking down the street. I don't want to walk down the street by myself. I need some friends, okay? I need some eyewitnesses. Like, it's to the point where, you know, like me and my friends would go shopping together just in case something does happen. You know what I'm saying? So I just want people to understand, like, it's not that we're being a quote-unquote aggressive. It's that we're being passionate and that we're speaking up for generations that that happened before us. We don't know, like, in a, like they, I'm, I promise you 100% there's been lives that have been killed, especially in the 1960s to the 1990s that we probably don't even know about that, you know, society probably hiding. I'm keeping it facts. And even before 1960s, they're probably keeping it hiding. Okay? Yeah. So yeah. that's facts. And that's how I feel about it. So I just want people to understand that we're just voicing our opinions and giving voices to the voices that can't be unfortunately heard. So if we sounding too aggressive, I'm not sorry. Okay? Because <laughs> you got aggressive with me when you're using that salt and pepper on that chicken. And that what gets me upset. <laughs> 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 But yeah, so that's how I feel about it. Um, yeah. But others, besides that with relationships, like I feel like people in other communities like Hispanics could understand the type of, you know, like every single race got their own problems. I'm not saying Black people is only crying boo-hoos of the world. We, everybody got their own problems. But it's like society don't understand the Black experience until they're in it or you got a mark, okay? Exactly, so, <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel about it. Um, what advice would you give to like a person of my age that is, you know, typically like starting out in the real world? Because a lot of people keep telling me, especially in the black community, like you're not ready for the real world. Da 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 da. It's not what you're thinking it is. I'm like, I know I'm gonna have to work harder and you know have to deal with especially discrimination, especially in a field that I want to go into business. Like, unfortunately, there's not a lot of African Americans in business, like in the higher ups where I want to go to in the future. So what advice would you give to young uh, black people? Okay. Now, 
I don't want to sound, I don't want to see, even though I'm older, but I don't want to sound old, but I got to, you know, I'm going to talk from experience. Yeah, I talk it. Watch, watch who's around you. Um, You got to watch the company you keep. You got to keep your eyes open. You know? Yeah. Don't be afraid to speak up. You know, too many, too many people want to sit on the sidelines. They have so much to say. They feel like they have positive input, but they're afraid of what somebody may think or say. Listen, if it's something that's on your mind and it's nothing in a negative way, speak your mind. We're human beings. We have that right. Um, Like I said, also, you know, don't be afraid to be let down. It's part of the growth process. You know, some people, you know, we call them taking L's. You know, yeah. you gotta we gotta take L's. And listen, everybody takes an L before they can get that W. You know, some right. people, some people, some people have that mindset that once that door opens, they're already at the top. It doesn't work like that. Right. You're gonna have to take some L's. You gotta start from the bottom and just keep grinding day in, day out. You know, and and like I said, if it's something that you're passionate about, keep going at it. You know, don't see the thing. The thing with people, you know, people, there's a lot of naysayers. Yeah. Don't get mad at the naysayers. Use that hate as motivation. Let them tell you what you can't do. Keep doing it. And just like D, just like DJ Khaled said, they don't want to see us win. They don't want to see us grow. They don't. But you know yeah. what? We're gonna keep winning. We're gonna keep growing. So that's mm-hmm. my advice. You know that that's that's what I feel. You know that's my advice for everyone out there that's trying to do things positive. I agree, especially being a college student, junior year is not gonna be easy. <laughs> it's no. never like there's always that one challenge. It's it could be class, it could be friendships, it could be finding internships. Like literally, like I searched my ass off for the last whole year because I wanted to find an internship out of state, right? And I wanted to get the experience of like, you know, like out of state working in different cities and all that good stuff. And it, I kept getting so many nodes. You need to do this better on your resume. You need to do this. You need to do that, right? And I didn't, like, I'm not going to lie. I did take some L's. Like, I did thought, like, okay, I was going to get it. I didn't get it because of this skill. And that, uh, you know, another person had a better skill. But I didn't sit and mope about not getting an internship. I just use that as fuel to just keep changing my resume, keep upping my certifications, getting this, getting that. And to the point now, when I go on Indeed, I'm getting like requests to put in my application now, and I'm doing an internship now within the next few weeks um, in North Carolina with the president of sales for a marketing company. So the moral of the story is really don't give up. You're going to take some L's before you find your W, and that's that. That's even with relationships, okay? Because yep. <laughs> you will you will date some ugly tree monsters. I'm not saying people are ugly, but you might. You know, like when after that breakup happens and then you look back after a few years, like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have dated her or him or they like it's not it's okay to take L's because in the future you will succeed and you will win, you know, and that's with everything. Okay, 
So don't sweat the small stuff, my people. <laughs> and that's for every race. That's not just for my black people, but don't sweat the small stuff. We ain't got time for that. That's what 2020 taught me. We ain't got time for the small stuff right now. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for coming on to the Zaya Show, JJ. So tell my audience where they could find you, especially on uh, your social media platforms like Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. Okay, so my Twitter, my Twitter is life podcast underscore 84. You can hit me there. I'm also on uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. I'm on Apple. I'm on Google and I'm on uh, iHeartRadio as well. All right. <laughs> all right now. So all the information is listed in the bio, y'all. So if y'all trying to write your pens down, writing on paper real fast and try to type it in, it's all in the bio. Don't worry about it. Thank you so much for coming on. JJ, thank you so much for also interviewing me before I started this season. So it's kind of full circle where I close out the season with you. So that's why yeah. I wanted to do this interview with you. Thank you guys so much, Zaya fam, for listening to season four. I will be back <laughs> within the next, you know, two months. Thank you so much, guys, for an amazing ride. Shout out to Playlist Studios for helping me produce some episodes. Shout out to all the guests coming on to the Zaya show. Shout out to all of y'all that share, like, comment, and review, and still share these episodes, even though they've been released months and weeks ago. Thank you so much for riding with me. Thank you for being with my hair, red hair era, black hair era. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. And JJ, thank you again for being on the Zaya show. Hey, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. All right, guys. Bye. All right. Hey, Zay fam. Thank you so much for tuning in into this episode. Before we get back into the topics, be sure to comment, rate, and review on your favorite streaming platform. And also follow The Zaya Show on Instagram at the underscore Zaya underscore show. Back to the episode.